Mrs. Katz and Tush by Patricia Polacco. Lornell didn't know Mrs. Katz very well, but almost every other day his mother stopped in to see her after work. Since her husband died, she's so alone, his mother had told him. Mrs. Katz held tight to his mother's hand the day they looked at an old photo album. That's my husband Myron, says Mrs. Katz. He came from Poland like me a long time ago. We had such a life, such a life. And then her voice broke. We had no children, and I'll be all alone for Hanukkah and Passover. And then she cried. The next day, Larnell stopped in to see her himself. I've been thinking, he said, a cat had some kittens in the basement of our building. We found someone to take them all except for this one. She's the runt. Nobody wants her because she's so ugly. She doesn't even have a tail. Ugly, you say, Mrs. Cat said. My Myron was, Myron was ugly too when he was little, but he grew up to be such a person. Mrs. Katz looked at the little kitten. Scrawny little bubbler, so small, no tail, she said as she examined the kitten closely. I don't know, she said doubtfully, and then she saw the look on Larnell's face. Larnell, I'll take her, she announced, but only if you'll come and help me with her. I've never had a cat before. Larnell promised. A good Yiddish name I'll give her, said Mrs. Katz. Hmm, let's see. She has no tail, so all you see is her tush. <gasps> That's it. We'll call her Tush. Little Tush grew healthy and strong. Mrs. Katz cooked for her, brushed her, knitted toys for her, and even read to her. Such a person, she'd say as she watched Tush play. Mrs. Katz was in love. Larnell kept his promise. He visited Mrs. Katz and Tush every day after school. There was always a fresh-baked kugel and a tall glass of milk waiting for him. But, but as much as he grew to love Tush, he also loved to listen to Mrs. Katz talk about the old country and the way times used to be. I come from Warsaw. That's in Poland, you know. I came here to work sewing dresses in the garment district for my cousin, Moshe. I didn't speak one word of English. Well, then how did you talk to people, asked Larnell. I didn't, she answered. A lot I cried in those days until I met Myron. He asked me to marry him after he tasted my cocoa. I believe that, Larnell said as he ate some. Myron and I used to vacation in the Catskills, a borscht resort, you know, a place for Jews to stay. You mean Jews couldn't stay anywhere they wanted to? Larnell asked. 
Mrs. Katz didn't answer. Instead, she went to the trunk and pulled out some old clothes. My grandma told me about places she couldn't stay either, Larnell said softly. Larnell, your people and mine are alike, you know. Trouble we've seen. Happiness, too. Great strength we've had. You and I are alike, so much alike. Now, where was I? Oh, yes, the Catskills. We used to dress every Sunday and have a costume ball, said Mrs. Katz. And then she put a record on the record player. It was old and scratched. You hear that, Larnell, she said. That is what we used to dance to. It's a dance from my homeland. Here, I'll show you. And they whirled around the room and laughed and giggled. As the weeks passed, Larnell spent more and more time with Mrs. Katz. Since you were almost family to me, Larnell, she said one day, I want you should come with me to say Kaddish for my Myron. I know you're not Jewish, but Myron would have liked you. You're such a person, Larnell. At the cemetery, she read from her book. Then she asked Larnell to put a small rock on the top of Mr. Cat's headstone. We do this to remember, she said softly. Shalom, my Myron, she murmured and wiped tears from her face. On the way home, she announced, Kugel, such a kugel I baked for you today, Larnell. Hurry, Tush will be worried for us, she said as they walked. When she got home, they called and called for Tush, but she didn't come. They looked everywhere for her. Suddenly, Mrs. Katz gapped, gasped. The window to the fire escape was open. Oh, no, she cried. I forgot to shut the window before I left. Poor Bubbola. She has never been outside. We'll find her, Larnell tried to reassure her. She has been acting strange lately, Mrs. Katz said through her tears, but she's been trying to get out. But I was afraid she would get hit by a car. I'll find her, Mrs. Katz, Larnell said. I won't let you down. It was getting dark. First, Mrs. Katz and Larnell looked around their building. Then they went everywhere in the neighborhood. They left notes on doors, telephone poles, and fences. They asked everyone who lived nearby, but no one had seen Little Tush. That night it stormed. There was rain, awful rain. Mrs. Katz hardly slept as she thought about her little Ketela. She's such a person, such a person, she whispered. Larnell worried most of the night, too. What will Mrs. Katz do, he thought. Please, God, bring that little cat back to her, he said, softly into his pillow. A loud knock on the front door awoke Mrs. Katz. It was Larnell's father and two neighbors. Is this yours, they asked. My bubbola, little kettle, Mrs. Katz exclaimed. 
Well, we found her in the back alley, soaking wet and hungry, Mr. Moore said. Thank you, thank you, Mrs. Cat said, as she took Tush in her arms. After a while, Tush no longer had the desire to go outside again. But she slept a lot, even when Larnell came over to play with her. It was at my aunt's Havala's Passover Seder that I met Myron. Did you know that? Mrs. Katz asked as she looked at Larnell. What good times those were with lots and lots of family. Now it's just me, she said softly. Could I have Passover dinner with you, asked Larnell. I thought you would never ask, she exclaimed, exclaimed as she hugged him close. Such a Seder I'll prepare for you. Passover is a time for good food, Mrs. Cat shouted as they edged their way through the crowd in the deli. Like your people, my people were slaves too. They lived in a country where they didn't want to be. They wanted freedom so much that they prayed to God to help them. So we sent an angel, an angel that brought death and sadness to the houses of our captors. But the angel did not visit the houses of my people. How did the angel know where the Jews lived, Larnell asked. Well, they marked the doors. Then the angel passed over passed over, Larnell. That's why we call this time of celebration Passover. So, Larnell, we have a big feast to celebrate, but we also remember those who had to suffer so we could be free. Mrs. Cat said, part of the dinner is sad and part of it is happy. As Larnell helped to get out the linens in China, Mrs. Katz said, You see this tablecloth? This was our wedding chuppah, our canopy. For all these years, we have used it for holy days and celebrations. How come you have so many different dishes, Larnell asked? Because some Jews don't eat dairy and meat off of the same dishes, she answered. When they sat down to Seder together, Mrs. Katz lit two candles and she waved her hands over them. She read from her book, said prayers, and then smiled and said, let the feast begin. They drank wet red wine and water. They ate bitter herbs, lamb, and chicken. They also had gefilte fish and spicy chopped apples with potato pancakes. This bread looks like a soda cracker, Larnell explained. We call it matzah, dear. We eat it at Passover. It's flat because there's no yeast in it, so it doesn't rise. Larnell, I have one piece of the matzah here in the apartment. If you can find it, I have a surprise for you. And the surprise was a hand-knit sweater that she had made just for him. The next day, Mrs. Katz yelled out her back window to Yarnell's apartment. Come quick, already, 
something wonderful. Larnell and his mom and dad rushed to the door. The angel of death passed over, but the angel of life didn't. Mazel tov, tush, four babies. At last, I am a bubby. As the years passed, Mrs. Katz, tush, and her descendants became part of Larnell's family. There were graduations, weddings, new babies, and finally a cottage. Larnell stood in front of the headstone. He read from her book. He placed a small rock on top of her headstone. Then he, his wife, and their children read the inscription together. Mrs. Katz, our booby, such a person.